Hello, fellow cinephiles. My name's Ben, and this is the Real Movies Podcast. Alright, so I've got a lot of news to share on this episode today. I haven't been on in a couple of weeks. Um, had some few things going on uh, in my personal life, and we uh, just haven't been able to find the time to record. Um, but I wanted to get uh, this episode out because so much has happened in the film industry the past couple of weeks um, since my last episode. And there's a lot of things that I really want to share. Um, first off, uh, the uh, Xbox released their, their new game, Gears of War 4, um, this week. And it was announced at a Gears of War 4 live event recently that uh, Universal is working on a Gears of War movie. Uh, I don't think there are many details besides that. Um, I think I saw that Legendary uh, Legendary Pictures may also be involved. So this uh, will probably be part of the Legendary Universal uh, contract partnership. And yeah, so we'll definitely be looking forward to more details on the Gears of War movie, which should be out sometime, hopefully in the next five years. You know, the, all, all these blockbuster slates are just getting so packed. and um, So it would be interesting to see what we get coming out of this uh, Gears of War thing. On to other news, Ocean's 8, the all-female Ocean's 11 soft reboot thing, is coming out officially. The release date is uh, June 8th, 2018. And that looks like it might actually be kind of fun. They've got a great cast lined up so far. Sandra Bullock, um, Kate Blanchett, uh, who else did I see? Sarah Paulson from American Horror Story is going to be in this. Rihanna. Um, yeah, so... That could be fun. I think it might be kind of interesting um, to compare and contrast the two. I've also I've always enjoyed the Ocean's movies. So, yeah, we'll see uh, how Ocean's 8 turns out in uh, 2018. Also, um, if you've been on social media at all in the past a week or two, um, 20th Century Fox released some key art from the next Wolverine movie. I guess Hugh Jackman debuted it on Instagram, and since and since then the directors shared some things, and and all of that, but um, the what was tentatively, it was tentatively titled Wolverine Three, and now with the uh, poster art we've seen, um, it's pretty much all but confirmed that the title of the new Wolverine movie is called Logan, which is obviously Wolverine's real name. Um, and the poster art that they've released so far is a picture of Wolverine's hand with the claws out, the adamantium claws out, and he's holding uh, it looks like the, a child's hand. Um, there's a lot of speculation on who the child might be. Um, I'm not like huge. In, I'm not really terribly versed in the in, in the X Men lore, so I, I, I wish I had Dan and Frankie here today to uh, to talk about that. But I'm sure as um, more news emerges, you can you can be sure that the uh, Dan, Frankie, and I will be talking about uh, Logan here in the future because I know Dan's really outspoken on a lot of the uh, the X Men stuff. So yeah, that should be fun uh, to look into going forward. Also, um, Blade Runner 2 also has an official title called Blade Runner 2049. Um, this is Denny, Denny Villanueva is working on this film with um, Harrison Ford and Ryan Gosling. Uh, it should be out sometime next year, but the news out of that is that, um, that the film is officially titled Blade Runner 2049. Also, we have a, bit of, a little bit of casting news here. Um, Disney has confirmed that Amy Adams is returning for a sequel to Enchanted. 
called Disenchanted. Very clever. So, um, yeah, I, I, I kind of liked Enchanted. I think it came out back in like 2007, maybe. Um, I saw it in the theater and I think we've got the DVD here. Um, yeah, just a fun little movie, just kind of a different, uh, interesting spin on the Disney formula. And it's cool that they kind of went meta with, with their own, you know, princess properties and stuff like that. Um, so it could be fun. I thought Amy Adams was really great in that movie. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing with Disenchanted. Sounds like it might be a bit of a darker approach, which could be interesting. Um, other Disney casting news, Forrest Whitaker, uh, jo- has joined the cast of Black Panther. Um, Variety reported that he's playing a character called Zuri, who is an elder statesman in Wakanda. So, um, yeah, and Forrest Whitaker is also apparently in Star Wars in Rogue One. So, um, yeah, he's just all over the Disney stuff lately. And so uh, I just, you know, Black Panther just keeps getting more interesting and, uh, by the minute, it seems like. I'm, I was, like, when I went to see Civil War back in May, as soon as that movie ended, I wanted to watch Black Panther. I wanted to go home, sit down on my couch, and, like, pop in a Blu-ray of Black Panther because I just wanted to watch it so bad. And I'm really, really not happy that we have to wait, like, until, like, almost two whole years until we get that movie. Um, for me, logically, it should come next. I wish, I wish we were getting it this November instead of Doctor Strange. I'm excited for Doctor Strange, but I just, I really, really want to see this Black Panther movie because I think it's going to be totally awesome. And, um, it's cool that Forrest Whitaker is joining that, joining that cast, which is already pretty stacked. So, yeah, be looking, looking out for Marvel's Black Panther sometime in 2018. Um, next up we have, um, this movie, The Accountant, and I'll talk, uh, I guess I can ta- share a whole bunch of thoughts here. Um, the director of this movie is a guy named Gavin O'Connor, who's done films like uh, Miracle for Disney, which was about the um, 1980 uh, Miracle on Ice, the when the U.S. men's hockey team beat um, the Soviet Union at the Olympics. And then he also did a great movie with Tom Hardy and um, Joel Edgerton called Warrior. Uh, really, really great MMA movie. And... Um, but Gavin O'Connor was doing a press junket for The Accountant, which is out, which will be out in theaters by the time everybody hears this. Um, and he confirmed that there are talks behind the scenes regarding a sequel to Warrior. I'm um, not really sure what that would look like, um, since the Conlon boys, uh, that story seemed to be pretty well contained. Um, so I don't know, it might, it could, it could be a prequel of sorts, since there seemed to be a lot of backstory to some of the characters involved. But, Again, if they were to show the backstory, it obviously wouldn't be, you know, an MMA movie. So, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. Um, just because the first is so great and really, really well contained. Um, so yeah. Um, also, more Disney news. <laughs> just reading down the list here. Um, Disney has said that Guy Ritchie is going to direct a live action Aladdin film for them. Um, Disney's all over these, these live action, like reboots and stuff lately. Um, I think they just confirmed recently that John Favreau, John Favreau, who did, um, Iron Man and who also directed the Jungle Book for them this year, he, they, uh, got him for Lion King or something like that. I guess they're going to redo Lion King. Um, and that's, and now we've got Guy Ritchie doing Aladdin and I think they've still got, rumor is they've got, um, a live action Mulan in the works, a live action Winnie the Pooh. Um, yeah, so it's just going to be. Crazy live action reboots from Disney for the next five to seven years, I guess. Um, so 
I don't know. And some of these have been hit or miss. Mostly, um, I, I don't, I don't care much for the Alice, Alice in Wonderland movies. Um, I never got to see Maleficent. I thought Oz was just okay when they did the Wizard of Oz thing a couple of years ago with James Franco. Um, I really, really loved the Jungle Book. So I think, um, if they can get a great director, a great storyteller to do, um, and I, that's what these, these, these are great stories. So they need a great storyteller like a John Favreau or, you know, Guy Ritchie's pretty great. So he's, he could be a good choice. And I think he'd be good since then, since Aladdin's a bit of like a, a, a like a comedy caper. Um, I think Guy Ritchie's really good at that. If you've seen, um, his Sherlock Holmes films or, uh, I think he did Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels and a movie called Snatch. Um, just really great kind of ensemble, um, comedy crime movies. Um, so this could be really fun, I think. Uh, I, I am open to the prospect of a Guy Ritchie Aladdin movie. Um, so moving on, we've got, um, another thing here. <laughs> J.K. Rowling confirmed, uh, on a Facebook Live event that the upcoming Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, um, apparently that is going to, to be five movies. Like the, we've got this one coming out in November. And then that is going to open up a whole other series of films, kind of like the Harry Potter, um, the Harry Potter series. So I don't know what they're going to do. I assume they're going to develop. I think she's developing, you know, screenplays um, that are completely, I guess, based off of the Fantastic Beasts story. So I don't know if these are spinoffs or if she's going to continue it in screenplay form only. Um, but I guess she said she's been talking with some folks at Warner Brothers and they're planning to make five movies out of this. So, um, Harry Potter fans should be happy about that. I know I'm very much looking forward to Fantastic Beasts, um, this November. Um, so yeah, that'll be cool to see what she ends up going with, um, in the next, I, I guess, uh, I think they said one every year. So it's gonna be like Star Wars going forward. We're gonna have one Star Wars a year through like 2020 or 2022, and one Fantastic Beasts movie from now until 2020 at least. Um, so yeah, that, that could be kind of fun with, uh, Hopefully these, these ones, so hopefully these movies that are setting the stage for the next five years, um, hopefully these are all solid. Um, I, I, I enjoyed Star Wars last year and that I'm interested to see Rogue One and whatever they're going to do next with Star Wars. And then, um, Fantastic Beasts looks solid. So, um, yeah, exciting things to come for all of that, all of that. Um, so now, uh, there have been a couple of trailers that have been out in the past couple of weeks that I've been interested to speak about. And this kind of ties in also to another story I saw. Um, Lionsgate re recently released the first trailer for the Power Rangers movie, which is coming out, I believe, in March. And um, there's, this guy, there's this guy out there named Max Landis, who is the son of um, the great John Landis, who directed films such as The Blues Brothers and An American Werewolf in London. And Max Landis um, is a screenwriter who did... Uh, Chronicle, and uh, the recent recently he did uh, Victor Frankenstein. I think he also did a film called American Ultra with um, Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart. And this guy is kind of like infamous in the industry for being kind of uh, conceited and full of himself, and just very, very outspoken and opinionated on things that he maybe shouldn't really be speaking about. Like basically, he talks a lot about uh, things that nobody asks his opinion about, and so I don't know. I, I've, I don't know. I don't really have many personal opinions on the guy. He is kind of, he's a little bit out there, but you know, he, he's never personally offended me, I guess. But, uh, he, 
has uh, when he, I guess he saw the Power Rangers trailer, and he is now crying foul against Lionsgate because apparently it looks a lot like Chronicle. And when I, I saw this headline, and then I thought about it, and I was like, huh, you know, Power Rangers really did look a lot like Chronicle. It's about you know a group of teenagers that um, you know they come across this like alien thing, and then they end up next thing they know they're like all suited up in their Power Rangers stuff, and they're you know fighting Rita Repulsa, and so. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It looks like it may have a little bit of similarities with the, in the origin, um, in the origin story, but obviously Power Rangers was its own thing long before Chronicle was ever a thing. And the Power Rangers was a, a thing long before Max Landis was even around. So, uh, who knows? I'm not, I'm not sure. And I have no idea, um, how, you know, what the screenwriters for Power Rangers have taken their uh, creative liberties from or what they've took, uh, used for inspiration. But, I don't know. I doubt this is going to gain any steam. I doubt Lionsgate's really taking it seriously. Um, and I doubt Landis is really going to do anything about it other than rant, on, rant about it on Twitter. So, um, uh, who knows? It'll be inter- interesting to see what happens there ahead of the Power Rangers release here in a couple of months. Um, so, But I thought the trailer was good, personally. I thought the Power Rangers trailer was solid. Um, didn't show us too much, which I thought was fantastic. That was the best thing about it. Um, was that we didn't, it didn't oversell. Um, it kind of just looks your, like your standard, um, you know, teeny bopper action movie. Um, but obviously it's the Power Rangers and everybody's really excited for it. And I know Power Rangers were part of my childhood. So I'm very, uh, obviously I'm going to, I'm interested to see it and, um, I want to know how the finished product turns out. And, uh, yeah, so I've got mid to high hopes for Power Rangers. Um, so hopefully we'll, we'll get to see more, uh, sometime soon. And what else have we had in trailer, in the trailer world? Oh, another one of my big anticipated ones, Pirates of the Caribbean 5, uh, finally released some footage. And, uh, I don't know. I'm not really sure how I feel about the Pirates 5 trailer. It didn't blow me away. Um, I thought, <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, scary looking guys with a scary-looking captain going around causing trouble again for, like, the third time. We've had, you know, they did it in the very first one, and Jeffrey Rush was the guy leading the zombie pirates, and then you've got, you know, Davy Jones after that leading the the sea monster pirates, and then this one looks like zombie pirates again. I don't know, like ghost pirates, I guess. Uh, it kind of, it almost kind of reminded me of The Fog. If you ever saw John Carpenter's The Fog, it sort of reminded me, like, the pirates sort of reminded me of the guys that are, um, um, in the in the fog in that movie, so I don't know. Uh, my hopes are kind of low, I guess. But I love I love Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow, and um, I've enjoyed all of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies for the most part. So um, this one's been a long time coming, I think. And um, I guess Orlando Bloom's coming back, and I'm not sure about what's her face, um, Kira Knightley. I don't think she's going to be in it, but, um, Johnny and Orlando should be in it. Javier Bardem uh, looks like he's playing the villain. Um, and I guess there's a couple of new, new additions to the cast, but this, this trailer just kind of showed, um, if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube and check it out. But uh, it shows Javier Bardem's character kind of walking through the, uh, the hall, walking through part of the ship and he finds this young, younger kid. And um, he asked the kid to send Jack Sparrow a message. And that's pretty much it. Another one that's cool because it doesn't show us much, 
But at the same time, it's just weird as all get out and also doesn't really look like anything different from what we've seen from Pirates before. So that kind of made me a little sad. Um, hopefully we'll get um, a better trailer here soon, one that maybe kind of teases a, a cool entrance for Jack Sparrow. Um, I know a couple of friends of mine were a little uh, peeved that he wasn't in it. So, yeah, Pirates 5 will definitely be one to watch out for uh, pretty soon. Also, we had, um, out of New York Comic Con, um, the first trailer for uh, John Wick 2. And John Wick was kind of, the first John Wick was kind of a surprise for everybody back in uh, 2014. It uh, is just, it's Keanu Reeves just kicking ass, you know, <laughs> kicking ass and taking names. And uh, it's just a really rock solid action thriller, and it just kind of came out and punched everybody in the face, and it's like the second Matrix, and it's kind of become a cult classic um, in the past couple of years, and so um, we've got a sequel for that film coming out uh, early next year, and this trailer was really, really cool. I thought, um, you know, it promises a lot more, uh, you know, cooler action scenes, a lot of great cameos from a, from a pretty well-rounded cast. Um, I, I, it looks like it's going to be pretty much the same story-wise, just a the wrong, they pissed off the wrong guy, and now he's, and now he's out to get, now he's out to get somebody, so, um, yeah, I don't know, John Wick 2 looks awesome, get on it, um, again, you can find all of these trailers on, uh, YouTube, that's usually where I watch my, where I watch all of my stuff, the last one I wanted to talk about was, uh, this one called Get Out, which is, I guess, a horror film from the mind of Jordan Peele, of the Key and Peele comedy duo. And who knew that this guy had, you know, a horror, a mind for horror, but this trailer looks incredible. I think this movie looks so cool. I get it's about um, an interracial couple, and the um, the man is black and the girl is white, and the girl brings her boyfriend home to meet her family. Um, it looked like it was over a holiday weekend of some sort, or for somebody's birthday, maybe. And... Um, so they get there, and the, the boyfriend starts to suspect that maybe there's something weird going on, that uh, maybe somebody's out to get him, and, and I don't know. It just looks looks really like it's really well executed. Excuse me, I can't speak. Uh, it looks like it's really well executed. Um, it looks like the script is pretty great. Um, sounds like they've got some cool barbs in there and just some um, some sharp writing, so... Um, very much looking forward to seeing more of Get Out. Um, that should, I think that's sometime next spring, I believe. That is from, again, from Jordan Peele, of all people. I mean, uh, no doubt it's, uh, probably gonna be funny in places. Um, but the, if you watch the trailer, it is pretty, uh, scary in a couple of parts. And, um, I guess, uh, Jason Blum from Blumhouse is doing this, and he did, uh, uh, I guess he did some of the Paranormal Activity films and, uh, like, the Purge movies and Insidious and all that. So, uh, that should be one to watch out for. Uh, a smaller one that may not get a ton of play, but definitely if you can find information on it, you definitely need to check it out. Um, lastly, I want to talk about, um, I usually I talk about, you know, reviews of things that I've seen lately. Um, I have seen The Accountant, uh, Ben Affleck's new movie. Um, and I alluded to it earlier when I was talking about director Gavin O'Connor. Um, the, you know, Rotten Tomatoes would say otherwise, but I thought this was a fantastic movie. Um, I had a ton of fun with it. It's, um, it's about Ben Affleck plays this autistic, um, 
Well, that's exactly he's in he's he's an accountant and he has autism, a high functioning form of autism. And um, basically, he cooks he cooks and uncooks the books for um, a lot of high profile criminals around the world. And one day, he's called into a um, robotics firm somewhere in uh, outside of Chicago, and um, he ends up. I guess he's working with a whistleblower that works in their accounting department, and. Um, Apparently there's a ton of money missing, like uh, millions and millions of dollars. And he goes in to try to find it and he does find it, but it turns out the company didn't necessarily want that money found. And now uh, he's onto this secret, this big corporate conspiracy. And um, the girl is played by Anna Kendrick. She's like the whistleblower. Um, she's in it and she's great too. And they're, so the company comes after like the two of them because they were onto something that they shouldn't have been onto and shouldn't have meddled with. And, um, so they spend the time, they're, you know, most of the movie alluding and fighting back against all these, um, paid killers and, um, the FBI is on, or yeah, I guess it's the FBI or the, I know, I think it's, it's not the FBI. It's the IRS. I was going to say, a, um, um, the guys that work on, uh, like money crimes and stuff. And, um, so the IRS agents are like after him because, uh, they think some of the stuff that he's done is weird. Um, in terms of how he's handled some of his money and his dealings and all of that. Um, so it, it, it is a little bit, it gets kind of tangled up in a couple of subplots here and there, but, um, overall I thought this was just a really, really fun, um, surprisingly funny little action movie. Um, and I thought, I think Ben Affleck is terrific. I've always enjoyed him in just about everything I've seen him in. I've never quite understood the hate, uh, for the guy. Um, and I think he's great in this movie. I think uh, Anna Kendrick is really great in her role. J.K. Simmons has a supporting part that he's really good in. Um, and John Bernthal is also in this too. He plays, um, kind of a, a villain, a villain character, but there's a twist that, um, that's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, it kind of reminded me of just a, like a good old fashioned everyman action thriller, which we haven't had in a long time. And I think it's something that we've sorely needed. And, it's just really, really cool that what seems to be like the, the best super, the coolest superhero of this year is an autistic accountant. And I mean, I think that's a pretty cool thing to, to, to see. And, um, I think that's something that people should support. Um, and you can read my full review on this movie cause I get into a lot more detail in terms. I, I tried to talk a little bit about, um, some of the criticisms I've heard regarding that the film may be too ableist or, um, you know, some people that are either autistic or have, you know, autistic kids or um, people that work with folks with uh, autism and other developmental disabilities are boycotting the film because they think um, it's not a great portrayal, um, but they haven't seen the movie. If you see the movie, um, you will understand that I think that uh, they did they did right by the, the condition and they treated it with, um, I thought they treated it with respect and... Um, because like a whole part of the story is hinges on the way um, Ben Affleck's character has grown and developed into, um, you know, with with this uh, condition he has, and so the, the 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 character building in this movie is really all about uh, exploring like the coping mechanisms and the and all these strategies that um, people living with developmental disabilities have to go through. And I think it's really cool that we have like a mainstream movie that um, brings some of these things to light. So um, go and read my full review. It's at the real movies, blog.blogspot.com. 
And um, I, I talked about some of these things as best I could. And if you're interested at all in learning more about that, like I said, go to the link. Um, in terms of this, this podcast going forward next week, Dan and Frankie and I are going to be back together. I promise we are going to be back together. And we are going to be talking about um, the most shocking horror movie endings of all time. I know I've alluded to that. I've been building it up for a long time. And we're finally going to get to it. We're going to dedicate a whole episode to the most shocking horror movie endings of all time. I found a list online from Screen Crush that I'm going to go through with these guys. And then um, hopefully we'll have time once we get through the list to go over um, stuff that, like our own personal ones that we find shocking. So we'll, like, we'll talk about stuff that should be on the list, stuff that should not be on the list. And, uh, yeah, so that should be a fun time. And then the week after that should be Halloween week and we'll hopefully have something special for everybody then. But, uh, yeah, so that's it. And, um, I think that's all I have. So yeah, just to keep an eye out for all this news, I usually find out a lot of things from Twitter and from imdb.com. I try to post things on my blog from every once in a while, like big stories that I find really interesting. And obviously, as always, you can read my reviews at therealmoviesblog.blogspot.com. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at therealbennyc. And, uh, yeah, I believe that's all I have this time. And we will see you next week. In the wise words of someone important, do it for cinema. 